Welcome back to the Flex of Gold podcast. Last episode, I talked about committing and how the Lord is going to show his love to help you see your commitment through. Today, I am making a commitment that I'm going to be uploading daily episodes of the Flex of Gold podcast, sharing different scripture flex and things of that nature, at least till the end of February. And so here we go. Here's one. We're talking about your infinite worth. Luke 15, 4 does a really good job of explaining this, but it's only just one tiny little drop in the bucket with talking about this. It basically says that if if the guy loses a sheep, doesn't he leave the 99 behind while he goes and looks for the one that is lost? So it's basically kind of this concept that what Jesus is saying is that you're so valuable that if you did get lost you would be pursued. You'd be looked after. You'd be like, there'd be a search for you. There's been a couple times in my life where I have gotten lost, like physically or even, you know, in some other way. And there have been times I've like felt that somebody was trying to rescue me, that somebody was trying to help me, that my soul is certainly infinitely precious. The tough thing with this, I think, is that we live in a world that is so clothed in different perceptions, and we forget that at the heart of it, we are all a pearl of infinitely great price, and that our value cannot be dictated by anything that is temporary. You know when you die, you're not going to have any of this. There'll be no Netflix. I mean, I don't really know exactly what it's going to be like, but I'm just telling you that putting your investment of time, money, or even energy in things that aren't going to last is probably not the best use of your time. Obviously, there's a lot of ways to use your time. All I'm saying is that it would be much better to invest it in things that are actually going to last. Second Ephi 9, 51, 52 have been on my mind a lot recently. It basically talks about feasting on that, which cannot be corrupted. And certainly it really helps to lift up others, you know, with the time that we had recently. Me and my siblings spent way too much time playing this tiny little mini game in this game called Kirby Star Allies. It wasn't even the game we were sucked up in. We were sucked in this mini game. So we were feasting on that, basically. The dopamine spikes of getting a new high score. And we literally stayed up like two hours past our bedtime, just over and over playing <laughs> this game. And it was kind of insane. But then after that, you know, I got up and I had this prompting to do the opposite, which was feast on something that is eternal, which in this case was sharing my relationship with my family as far as writing them some letters and creating something that they could hold on to that when I'm gone, you know, when I move to Florida, wherever the heck I go, they will have that. So that's what I did. And I felt there's this really clear difference (laughs) as far as like what happened in my mind and what happened in my brain with each one. With one, it was like, oh, I need more, 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 more. I need to get this high score. And I was get so close and I couldn't do it. It was like, this slot machine thing, it's this concept of the almost win. When people play slot machines, 
what gets people is not the losses, it's the almost wins. They get so close, like, oh, if I try again, then I'll get closer because I'm learning things so I'm getting better. And this is very true in a lot of ways, but it's also a kind of dangerous sign. <laughs> like maybe, maybe this isn't a good use of your time. For me, you know, I spent that same, so there's the two hours of wasting it on the game. And then it took me around two hours to write all those letters. And it really, they weren't really that long or elaborate. It's just, I wanted them to be thoughtful. So it took a little more time, but it's kind of insane. My thought with infinite potential is that there's not even a way to like explain it. I find out this is something I'm learning about more over time. It's not like I just deliberately put myself in darkness and then I'll feel more of heaven's light. That's just not how it goes. You know, like I'll be reminded of certain things, but then when I'm brought back into the light, then I understand different things better. I'm like, oh shoot, like this really is like such a big deal. It's like Alma 39 about how is not a soul as precious now as it will be at the time of his coming. You know, Jacob 2.21 says, one being is as precious in his sight as the other. You know, these are things that we don't even realize are true until we we see it, we feel it, we understand it better. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm trying to like make this like better episode, but that's just, this is what happens when you talk off the cuff. You know, usually... I have a couple points I want to talk about, and I had a general idea of where I was going with this. But repentance has taught me much more about my worth than like, like, than, <laughs> than I guess trying to be perfect all the time. And maybe that's not a very profound thought, but for me that that's helpful. Because repentance, as we've echoed a bunch of times, it's turning to his joy, how he sees things, and loving that, lo- trying that, you know, w- believing in that. Again, that's that's really been helpful for me, just recognizing that he sees this from such a better perspective. And when I even try to imagine, like, okay, this is what's possible, I imagine myself you know, being married in the temple or imagining me reaching out to future kids or or doing any manner of those things, it blows my mind. And it's like, well, God's vision is infinitely bigger than that. And he is certainly aware of me, but he's not going to constantly like push himself into my life. He has to be invited in. It's like the Revelation 3.20 thing we were talking about with with Jesus, how he's knocking on our door, but we have to, A, hear it and let him in. You know, that that's kind of the, the part that's up to us. But I think one of the biggest things I could say that comes to mind with understanding our infinite worth is that some of the ways that my soul has been ministered to has been some of the most personal, deep, in specific ways that like if I shared it with somebody else, it wouldn't make any sense to them whatsoever. But it's like, this is literally exactly what I needed said through this medium that I was completely blown away and just completely just, (laughs) it just hits. You're just like, holy heck, just like, wow. He really is infinitely aware. 
I understand much more about my worth when I reach out to other people. It's very important for me that I do try to reach out to other people because as we pause to help and lift another, we'll find strength beyond our own. And that's from, you know, a primary song I sang or a hymn, Lord, I would follow thee that I would sing in primary. And I thought we were going to have a carless episode, but we do not. Nope, nope, nope. Car drives by. There we go. But I love that verse. I love that hymn. And I think this goes along with basically everything is that we don't need to think we've got it all together or just move on constantly, just be like, just constantly moving. That verse literally says, hey, just pause, lift up somebody else, and you'll be stronger. We, we cannot expect to be in a quote-unquote perfect spot we just need to be lifting up other people and our insights will get deeper. Our love will get grander. It'll be brighter. We'll be better to be around, but that is just going to take time. There's a really cool verse in Doctrine Covenants 93, which really talks more about light. And I think it's 37 or one of those verses. It just says that light and truth forsake the evil one. When we come to understand more who we actually are, there's a lot of of power with that. That we are literally like God's offspring and that we are here for not just an experiment, but because we're part of his story and his family. I love uh, 1 Nephi 17.36. It just says, The Lord created the earth that should be inhabited. And he created his people, his children, that they should possess it. And for me, that's like, makes a hundred percent sense. It's like, we're here to seize the day, own the moment. That's a hundred percent why we're here. Not because we are a waste of his time or space but because we are everything to him. Elder Holland has a really good talk that says the first great commandment, so we are to love God with all of our heart, might, mind, and strength. But the first great truth of all eternity is that God loves us with all of his might, mind, and strength. Doctrine and Covenants 18 says, says, remember that the worth of souls is great in the sight of God. I think of Zoram and how he got rescued. The Lord wasn't like, oh, Jerusalem's getting destroyed. I'm going to just destroy everybody. He's like, hey, Zoram is going to be useful. And he has a heart that is believing. And I don't know all the specifics. But the thing is, is that when it came to getting the brass plates, the Lord's like, we're going to get Zoram out too. And when Paul was, Saul was doing his thing, not doing good stuff, you know, he told Ananias like he's a chosen vessel and he is going to do you know amazing things he's going to be bearing my name to kings and and other stuff and that to me is super duper powerful and testifies that God sees us not as we are at present but as we may become and that he you know just loves us so clearly and this is something that doesn't ever change How he sees us doesn't ever change at all. 
no matter what we've done, no matter what we've said, anything like that, it never, ever changes. It's like 1 Samuel 16, 7. He looks on the heart. That's what he's looking on. I don't even think this was anywhere close to adequate to covering this topic, but that's it's why it's a scripture fleck, just a very quick immersion into it. I could share story after story of times I've really felt that I was lifting up somebody in a time of need or that the same happened for me. He really is reaching out to all of us. For some, it'll be this podcast. For some, it'll be a scripture or, you know, a movie that really hits them or helps them get going because he does. He wants us to get going. He wants us to enjoy this life because it's temporary. It's not, it's a test. It's not a, you know, mortality is pretty short in the grand scheme of things. It really kind of is. That is been very humbly reminded to me many times. So our worth is not decided by anything we do, think, or anything that we can do in this moment. Like, our eternal worth has nothing to do with any of that. It's tempting to think that that does have to do with our eternal worth. And I think the world would look at you in such a way, like, oh, you make this much money. This is what you've brought into the world, so this is your worth. No, you brought your worth when you came here, and that never changes. It's like the story of the crumpled up $20 bill. You can give somebody a $20 bill. Even if it's been crumpled up, stepped on, you name it, it's still worth the whole $20. And it's still worthy of that. So obviously there's implications. Obviously repentance needs to happen if repentance needs to happen. But the Lord is able to see past all of that. He's able to see you as you can become. I think patriarchal blessings are one of the clearest examples for me of this, where I'm going through a really rough time and I'll read it. And it's like, this is how I see you. This again does not change. Recognizing this, these tiny few words that I've shared with you can give you some perspective for your current struggle, but it doesn't change anything about how I see you and what you're capable of. We all can choose to play underneath our privileges, and it happens all the time. There's the guy who, there's a story of the guy that Elder Uchtdorf told and just talks about your, your, uh, your privileges and such. And it's a good, good video. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. But he basically talks about how your potential near for your privileges, that's what it's called. So like the guy, you know, is on this boat, tons of opportunity on the boat, and he brings some powdered lemonade and some beans because that's what he thinks he has to live on. So he lives on that the entire trip. And there's all these parties and food and all sorts of good stuff. And he would have liked to be part of that. But he's like, I have to have my humble food, right? And so he settles for that. And then later he gets a thing like, hey, which one of the farewell parties do you want to go to? You have all these choices. And that's when he finds out, yo, I had a choice for all this stuff. I didn't have to have my powdered lemonade and beans. No, no. Actually, you were able to have so much more while you were on this cruise. 
The same thing goes with life. It's so easy to look at the past, but oh shoot, that completely changed everything. That threw off God's plan. Now it's like, I'm not gonna be able to do anything that he said I was gonna do, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's between you and the Lord. And the Lord I know is able to do mighty things. He's able to strengthen weak vessels. He's able to fill them with light, truth, and knowledge, intelligence, you know? That's what the glory of God is, is light and truth. That's pretty significant. If you're filling your soul with light and truth, that's that's amazing. So, oh, it's just so crazy, though. It just takes time, and it's a... It's a gradual thing, but we do gather light into our souls when we are trusting in God and we are following those little promptings that leads to tender mercies that lift us up and give us light on dark days. It just strengthens our souls in a way that cannot be really explained at all. Yeah, I think these are things that we learn a bit too late. I could definitely go on more. But it's something that you do need to trust in right now is that your worth is infinite. I've been at funerals of friends that I cared a lot about or relatives. And I see that I did not live up to the potential of learning from them that I could have had. You know, it's sort of like the guy in the boat. It's like, oh, I need to. This is my box with this person. And I, obviously people with boundaries, but these are like friends that I definitely could have spent more time with or grandparents I could have talked more to. It's just, we don't really know how much time somebody has. And our time is infinitely valuable. We're not going to get it back. I think the world does a very good job of preaching this. But the time is infinitely precious because you are infinitely precious. And I think we'll end it with that. So... Yeah, links in the show notes, more scripture flex coming your way, one tomorrow. I already have it all planned out. It's kind of funny. I got the clear prompting that if I would work more on this than my other podcast, I'd have more ideas for it. Not that I don't need more ideas, but I don't know. Yeah, I hope this helps somebody. Definitely gave me some perspective. And remember that the flex of gold you pick up today will shine for you tomorrow. Take care.